I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And if you want to get notifications each week when these episodes drop, hit that subscribe button. Not only will you get those notifications, but you'll put a big old smile on my face. My guest today is the very awesome Mary Young. You've probably seen her around town. You probably know her as she does so much for Hamilton. She is the type of person that I made this show for, the people who really make a difference in our town. So it was a real pleasure and an honor to speak with her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Mary Young. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to know how I know I have an amazing blueberry in the house? Because this blueberry, can I call you a blueberry? I'll just call you this human, <laughs> this person, this Hamiltonian. <laughs> Has literally been, uh, I think the word's nominated, nominated probably more than just about all of my guests on the show. I mean, you are definitely in the top two or three. Really? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, people recognize, and and I I think this is something you'd appreciate as anyone who who works as hard as you, people recognize the work you do and see its importance and, and appreciate it. So... This is why I do the show. I want people like you who do amazing things to come on and tell the world what you do. And I know people like you are very selfless and they're not used to talking about themselves. Right. (laughs) Definitely not. But that's what I'm going to force you to do right now. (laughs) Go for it. So, Mary, are you you a lifelong resident of Hamilton? No, because I wasn't born and raised here. (laughs) I'm a Philly girl. Um, So we moved down here from South Philadelphia. And um, they go to high school here, so that's why I know a lot of people in town. You went to high school here? Mm-hmm. Many moons ago. Wait, why did you end up moving here? Uh, my father wanted to move us out of Philadelphia, so we moved. Why? He was, just, the bridge. he was just done with the city thing? He was. I mean, he still worked there. I still have a lot of relatives there. Um, he worked there, but he just wanted the family to move, you know, suburbia, yeah. get out of the city kind of thing. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a Hamiltonian? Um, I'd like to, but because I wasn't (laughs) born and raised here. (laughs) Well, you know what? The mayor once told me uh, six years in that I'm a Hamiltonian. So if I am declared a Hamiltonian, you must be. Well, I did graduate with him. So maybe that does. Oh, no way. That gives you some points, (laughs) right? (laughs) So like, usually when I have someone on this show, they've done, you know, something amazing or maybe two things. I don't know where to begin with you, Mary. Oh, no. The list is just remarkably long thank you yeah just so and for anyone who doesn't know when i wanted to do my research on mary she had to send me a link because there's just there's too much to type in a text message (laughs) so i i really have an important question could you come just a little bit closer to the mic um growing up was it important to you to make a difference? Have you always been interested in, in helping people like you do? Or is this something that came uh, when you became an adult? Uh, how did this all start? Um, you know, I would say, yeah, when I was a kid, my grandmom in Philadelphia would always have a big pot of soup on. Anybody in the neighborhood that was hungry knew that they could come to, you know, Vera's house and get something to eat. So I always saw that growing up. My grandparents were always a commu- big community thing. They were involved I hate to say politics because back in Philly it was more like who took care of the neighborhood kind of thing, and she was always that person. You know, anybody who needed anything, the kids needed to be watched. They were always kind of at my grandma's, not necessarily related to us, just the neighborhood knew, send them down there, and she'll take care of them. So, so that inspired you yeah, to really so. help out the community and be a big part of it? I think so, yeah. Do you think uh, – is she, is she still alive? No. Do you think uh, – did she ever live to see you start to do the things that you do? No, I was in high school when I actually lost all my grandparents, like, within three months. In three months? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, one year they were all gone in three months. So it's clear that they were very, you were very close with them. Absolutely. So that must have been a rough three months. Yeah. And hopefully they're looking down, and she would be super proud. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah. So let's begin on this list. I want to know about these things that you do, and they sound incredible. You know what? Forget the list. I want to talk about your work with kids because you have done some work with ki- kids, correct? Mm-hmm. And you know that's 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 my bag. Like that's yeah. what I love. Me too. Um. What exactly it is? I saw that you worked with IEPs, and uh, if you could explain that to people, cause you did uh, work with helping kids gain well a child a child study. When I worked in child study at the elementary school, child. Did, what do you mean by child study? Child study is anyone who has an IEP, um, which would need any type of educational challenges at school where they need to get special education classes or stuff like that. So I worked there for a little while, and that's where I would. Type up the IEPs, work with the school psychologist, the, the did, social worker. So did were you the one who actually, like, tested them? And no. h- how does that work exactly? Um, no, Just because I've always been in a private school settings where every now and then a public school kid would come in and, and I'd hear about the IEP. But as a private school guy, like, I rarely deal with them. And I don't know too much about them, how they work, how people put them together. So, so what? How exactly did it go down? Usually, they were tested by the learning specialist, the social worker, the the school psychologist, and then they would put a packet together what they felt would be based on their findings. And then I was the secretary there, so I would type up the IEPs, and you know they would have the meetings there. And then when I left there, I went to work for Atlanticare. When you were working there, were you able to see progress with these kids? When sure. Do I do IEPs? Oh, can you explain what an IEP is? I don't remember what the acronym stands <laughs> for. To be it's, telling you, I think it's individual educational pr- plan or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's something it about yeah. well, basically to 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 sum it up, it is to make a plan for a student who needs special accommodations right. based Edu- on perhaps a, a learning disability right. or something else. Educational, social, environmental, that type of thing. Yeah, it, it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. so important because I find a lot of times education kind of looks at these classrooms as a whole when in reality each kid is an individual who needs his or her own type. That's what we do in Montessori. It's teach right. to the child. You know, what I teach to one child one way is totally not going to work for Absolutely. another. Right. Yeah, and I, I almost feel like everyone should get an IEP. So that- right, right. And I was never a fan of, not that I'm a professional or have a decision on that, but I was never a fan of, no child left behind because that was to mm. everybody classed in and not everyone learns at the same rate. You know? No child left behind uh, from what I read about it. Cause it was like kind of starting before I became a teacher. That was right. from Bush, right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> she rolls her eyes. <laughs> I just didn't agree with the program. That's all. I just didn't. Well, the thing is, is, is they punish schools, right? right. For low test scores. Exactly. Test scores. Right. And the children um, obviously do not learn at the same rate of speed. And like you said, it has to be more individualized. How crazy is it that they would actually punish a school that needs mm-hmm. the support? And right. they're right. Isn't that it? Is that yeah. if you don't get these test scores, we're, we're going gonna... to punish you and take away funds. Exactly. And, and that's they don't think about, well, where was that kid before they went to the school? You know, what right. is the reason why they're getting a low test score? Exactly. They right. could have had an awful education before they went to your class and suddenly you're being punished for it. Right. And you don't know what environment that kid's coming from at home either, that, which is an effect on, on their learning ability. You know, you don't know what kids deal with when they leave. So what they're dealing with when they leave is certainly going to affect how they are in school. Yeah, and just like an adult. And that has nothing to do with the way it's being taught. That's just, you know... It's their environment that they live in. I feel like people often forget that kids are are people and they're just like adults. Like if I know I have an awful home life and that my my day-to-day is just awful, it's going to affect my work. Absolutely. And if I had to be graded on my work the day after something awful is happening in my house, like I'm not going to do well in that test. And suddenly there's punishments behind that. Right. You don't want to go to work like having a smile on your face when you you feel so miserable then that affects your mental stability. Totally. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't agree with any of that. So after you did that, you said you went to Atlanticare. Yes. Before before I worked at Child Study, I worked at Harris. That's where we met. At, um, I worked at Harris for eight years. Um, I worked, I was a uh, executive secretary. 
um, handled the, the markers and all that stuff that came in. So got out of the casino industry and went to child study, left child study, went to Atlantic Care, and I was there for almost 25 years. 25 years. Yeah, I'm an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy the work you did there? I did. I did. Yeah. Definitely. I started out there in the mental health. Um, I was in mental health for about eight years, and then I switched over to social service. I actually worked with Trisha at the Family Center. Oh, I know Trisha. I had an interview with her. Right. Yeah, I saw that. What What kind of mental disabilities did you work with? Oh, all of them. All of them? Everything. Yeah, you know it was there. What was that um, like? Um, it was interesting. It was a different different setting, leaving the casino life and going into that. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, when I read that, I was like, she was at a casino before this? Yes, yeah. Well, you dealt with a lot of the same personalities there. You know, you know, <laughs> people lose their money. They get a little nuts. You know? uh-huh. um, so um, I can't do it. I, I If I lose $20, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, oh, no. I've seen people lose hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, so. Wait, you've seen that? Oh, yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars? Absolutely. Because well, I did the markers. So what people would, you know. What is a marker? Mark, a marker is like a rate of. Like borrowing money from the casino, technically. So we it's a line of credit that you get from the casino to gamble with. Can I bring this microphone over here to your husband? Would that be okay? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All right. If, if you have anything to chime in, let me know, Maybe. though, my man. Okay. Yeah, husband's here for, for support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the man, the martial artist. We got to talk later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they would get a line of credit to gamble with. Um, and obviously, we would check their credit and make sure that it would, they could kind of pay us back. So that was my job as an executive secretary to make sure they paid us back. So we would approve the line of credit, give them what they were asking for, and then they would have to pay us back either monthly or if they won that night, then they would come in and they would pay for it that night. So, did, so when they lose hundreds of thousand dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah, what does that what does that wanna, look like? You don't want to know. <laughs> You don't want to know. You have, I've seen grown men cry, so you don't. You really? Don't yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, it's, it's, Certain it's people can do it. Like I went with my friend Dave Birnbaum. Do you know Dave Birnbaum? <laughs> yeah, I went with him because he's like that's the casino guy, and I went with him, and like I lost twenty dollars on roulette, or maybe I won it. Either way, like it was twenty bucks. He dropped like two hundred dollars in I would say less than two hundred uh, yeah, seconds. Nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. That was nothing. Yeah. To me, that would be, ooh. Yeah. But he walked away. I was just like, are you mad? He's like, ah, no, you win some, you lose some. Right. Uh, it's yeah. a different kind of mindset oh, yeah. on the whole casino thing. Absolutely. Could you could you gamble? Are you into it? or? No. Well, when we worked at the casino, you weren't allowed to gamble in your own house. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, which was fine. You know, you didn't want anybody to blow their paycheck there. Um, but no, I'm not a big gambler because I saw what could happen. You see what goes down, right? Oh, exactly. you must see people just at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just hitting rock bottom. Right, right. That's such a weird life, that casino life. Oh, it was. Definitely was. We were there eight years, um, and then then we left. And like I said, then going to work for the psychiatrist, psychologist, it was, you know, same type of people. Yeah, well, but at the same time, it's a di- completely different job. Like, you don't seem like the casino type. You seem like someone who really wants to do good for people and, and put your work towards improving right. the lives of others. So let's start with a uh, inner inner. Am I saying this right? Interconnection for women. Yeah, that was um, when I, I owned a business downtown. I had the business for nine and a half years. You're talking about the uh, Chowder's baskets. Uh, I, I was there quite a few times. Yep. Um, so uh, part of uh, owning the business downtown was I was part of interconnections for women, which we were all women business owners and just, Oh, it was business owners. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was all business owners throughout Atlantic County, Camden County. And we would all get together once a month, just kind of support one another. You know, what works for you, what doesn't work, that kind of thing. You guys, pretty cool. my wife would be in that 100%. Oh, they're still around. They are still around. Absolutely, yep. Oh, I have to let her know. Yeah, I'll send you the information. Yeah. They're They're a very good group. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, um, chatter baskets. Can we talk about chatter baskets? Sure. So um, I will never forget the day that I went into chatter baskets Uh-oh. and I asked you, <laughs> oh, yeah, be afraid. No, no, be excited because yeah. I remember asking you, I was like, hey, so I want to get something special for my wife. And you sold so many things. You probably don't remember what you suggested to me, right? No. You busted out the biggest oh. peanut butter cup. <laughs> 
<laughs> in the land. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this thing was insane. Yeah, you can thank the chocolate holic over here. My husband, he was always creating something. Wait, that was your that was your fault? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did that happen? You were just looking at a cup, and you're like, "Why he don't we make this peanut butter cup?" So I'm like, "Well, I think we can do this bigger." So we gave it a try, and it was incredible. Wow. If see, this is a problem. Like if I married, if I was married to someone who could make a peanut butter cup like that, it would be over for me. I'd oh, be done. No, that's why I had the locket at the store and like, where he couldn't get to it at home. <laughs> <laughs> so Chatterback Baskets was an awesome place. How did that start? Um, again, that started with my husband here. It's something I always wanted to do was do gift baskets and I would make chocolate at home for, you know, family, friends, that type of thing. Um, and, you know, being in, mental health for so many years and 24 years I mm. I was getting a little burned out and just wanted to do something else and I think he saw it and I came home from work one day and dinner was ready and him and my son were sitting there and I knew something was up and there were keys sitting on the dish there and he's like you're done I already rented the store downtown go for it no way <laughs> and I was like you are you know, that's nuts. In, that's <laughs> insane. Exactly. That's pretty much what I said. Like, <laughs> that's not going to Like happen. it was just a, a random idea and then suddenly you owned a store? Yeah, I talked about it and then, you know, him and my son were like, jump. Dude, my you are was, awesome. Was, uh, that is so cool. Graduating college. Just ready to graduate college. And he's like, you know, we're done. You took care of us. Now it's your turn. So I was like, you're nuts. I cannot leave Atlantic Care. I've been there too long. And, and he's like, see, this no, is the problem can't. with you. You're too nice. You're too sweet. You don't want to, yeah. you don't want to make people upset. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I put in my five week notice. Oh, you gave them a five week notice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bless your heart. Like, yeah. So I put in my notice and, um, while I was putting my notice, we got the store up and going and, and that was it. Yeah. What was your favorite part about chatter baskets? Customers. Talking to different people. You know, you know, when I first moved here, and I, I discussed this with you, I mean, you probably don't remember, but I, I remember because this was a very hard time for us. You know, we took over this business with a legend of the town. So I was very, I was hearing all kinds of crazy rumors about me and just like, you know, trying to uh, right. keep this ball rolling, you know, while people were just like getting acclimated to me. And I remember going to your store. It was almost like therapeutic. I went in there just because I, you know, I was just, walking around and want to see what it was about. And by the time I left your store, I felt pretty good about myself. Oh. Like, I think you gave me some, whatever you said, I can't remember exactly. You know the saying that, like, you don't remember what people say, but you remember how they made you feel. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember leaving that store and, like, almost, like, calling Lisa and being like, it's going to be okay, babe. Oh, well, that's nice to hear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Were you like that with everybody? <laughs> Were you people's uh, therapists? <laughs> your husband's saying, you won't say yes, but your husband's saying yes. It was very therapeutic. Well, people have a tendency of, Telling me things like, yeah, when we go out to dinner, sometimes he's like, we're just here for a piece of pizza. Like, <laughs> wait, what do you mean? You know, people just come over like that. We know, you know, and they'll just start pouring out their guts and Jeff will be like, we're just trying to, <laughs> just trying to have a slice here. Don't we're good. You know, I've got, why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I'll tell you exactly why it is. Cause you're genuine. My face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a friendly face. Very genuine. Uh, and you're friends with my good friend, Jamie Woolerman. Yes. So yes. I, I, this was a long time coming this interview. I'm very glad I saw you. You were volunteering at Jamie Woolerman's spur of the moment, uh, new yep. year's party in the park. Yep. yep. She just gave me text message 24 hours before that. And, and it's for the kids on there. That's, you know, that's what, the drug alliance that's we're here for prevention and information and anything that can support families and kids that's what i'm there for we're, we're, i enjoy doing that yeah how cool is she very cool is she not the best yep, yep. i am so lucky that she is on my staff yes yeah definitely and i just love the fact that on a tuesday or whatever day it is she's just like you know what nothing's happening let's set up an event for the kids right i'm like i am there mm -hmm. yeah. yeah for the kids it's great i mean we we used to run a theater group here in town. We ran the Hamilton, uh, yeah, the Hamilton Theater Group. Are Hamilton you in theater? We were. We were in theater. Um, I guess my son was in fourth grade. My son will be 29. 29. <laughs> yeah, he was in fourth grade, kind of on the shy end. Um, 
Blue Rodeo ran the um, recreation here in town at the time, and um, he wanted to bring youth theater to town. We worked together with someone who, who was doing it in another another town. Um, Pat came here, and we started it. I got my son involved because he was a little on the shyer end, and I wanted to bring him out a little bit. That's an interesting way to try to get someone out of their shell. Usually I recommend martial arts, you know, as a confidence booster. But gosh, if you can get up on stage and speak publicly. Exactly. Right. And and we didn't we didn't do tryouts. We used everyone from first grade up to high school. So we liked it because it was an intergenerational thing. So the little guys got to work with the big guys and you know it wasn't Did that work out well? It worked out fantastic. Very, very good. Yep. The little guys looked up to the older guys, you know, the middle school. They saw them out in the community. They were like, Hey, I know you. It just opened up so many people. It it really did. We had a couple of kids with um learning disabilities whose parents were like wow like i can't believe they got on stage and did that really and that that's what would make us feel good oh that's huge yeah it was i I highly recommend it um we ran that for oh my goodness my son was in college first year in college my husband built all the sets along with uh larry peterson (laughs) you build the sets huh did all the sets all our special effects and we did really cool Really this cool. guy, man, this guy is a heck of a right-hand man, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's there when I holler. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we did, we did, youth theater was a, was a great thing. Is it yeah. just because you want to do it for the kids, or are you also a fan of theater and acting? And um, I was in plays in the high school. I was in choir. Don't ask me to sing. I'm oh, I was just going to ask. <laughs> no, Darn. No, it's been too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Rusty pipes, no. I bet um. you could bring it back. <laughs> a couple practices. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was that was great. We ran the youth theater group, and we really enjoyed doing that. Was that a summertime thing, or was that, like, during the year? Um, we would practice as soon as school stopped in June, and then we would always do our plays in September mm. before school started again. You know, that's a, a reason why I do, like, the Camp Tuscaloosa podcast, uh, or I have a student come up and, and speak, because I know for myself, like, public speaking, is, you know, everyone knows it's the number one fear, Absolutely. more so than death. Which is crazy. Yeah, right, yeah. And I remember in college, like in my public speaking class, I would be afraid to do my speeches like a month before I actually had to do mm-hmm. them. And I'm at the point now where I talk here, I talk there, I talk everywhere. It's just like, just easy. At, at, you know, right. it's like doing reps in a, at a gym. Like you do it enough, exactly. you will get stronger with it. Right. And uh, it's that first time, right? You got to get them up there. You got to yeah. get oh, past no. those. Let me tell you, I would never speak in public ever. Really? In school. I, if, if the teacher said, you're going to get a B on this paper and I'm going to give you the grade lower, if you don't speak in front of the class, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. You would take the lower Absolutely. grade. I could not speak in front of people. Can't do it. And that's another reason why I like the youth theater group, because we would see people who just in a shell, a kid who would just kind of stand in the corner and be like, we're going to give him one line, one line. And you would see his his little glimmer in his eye like, this is going to be cool, but I'm scared, you know, and then he would do that one line. And then next year, they'd be like, can I have two? Can I say a little? <laughs> and so you would see them just like blossom. And that was that was really cool oh that's a beautiful thing yeah oh i wish you guys still did that that that's that is wonderful hey if you ever want to do like a mini thing at camp tuscaloosa you let me know because because i'm all about having kids do public speaking yeah i mean it was great because those kids we had since like i said my son was in fourth grade all the way through high school and you know i've written them recommendation letters for college because it helped with their student Mm. speaking um after they got out of college, they wanted, I mean, were in college, they wanted to do, still do the acting. So I started doing um, murder mysteries. What do you mean? You did plays that were murder, murder mysteries? Mystery theaters, yeah. We used to do it, I would do it for fundraiser for, um, I did it for the Kiwanis, we did it for Sunshine, Women's Civic. We did like murder at the bingo hall, we've done. Um, Are those like well-known plays? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We, well, like you, we would play bingo, and then during the bingo game, actually, someone would get, would get murdered. But the kids that I used in my youth theater group, they were they would come back and act because they still wanted to do something, you know. So when they, they were it. home, yeah, when they were home from college, they wanted to do something. I always so wanted to do one of those murder mysteries. So, like, are you saying that it was a play that involved bingo, or people in the audience were playing bingo while a murder mystery was going around? Exactly. 
that. Um, they were all connected. They would sit there and play bingo, and then this murder mystery would be happening. The kids would be in character, like, oh, you know, play Aunt Mabel or something like that, and they'd walk around. Kind of, did you ever go to, like, a Tony and Tina's wedding? No. No? No, I don't know Same what that thing. is. Same thing. Tony and Tina's wedding is, is a wedding, an Italian. When we've done that, too, we did an Irish and Italian wedding. Um, we did it for St. Patrick's Day for the, at the Masonic Hall. And great time. Again, the kids are all actors. Um, they pretend that they are the family. This family's getting married, but they're all actors. And they're very flamboyant, very different characters, comedic, walking around to the, the guests that are there, having dinner, and they would interact oh, with Oh, that guests. sounds like such a good time. Yeah, we, did. we had a good time. What about you? Would you do any acting? No. I don't <laughs> no. I was in charge of the just yeah directing. behind behind the scenes, huh? Yep, yep. And me and me and my little partner Rhonda Hummel, she would uh, yep. Wherever we had to get done, we would get it done. But oh, you you do realize that what you did with those kids is going to affect the rest of their lives, I right? Hope so that was the plan. Oh, one hundred percent. I wish I had someone like you when I was a kid. I would have had a big head start on my public speaking. It's good to hear. Yeah, one hundred percent. So let's talk about the the fundraising court. Uh, Fundraising coordinator for Hamilton Helps. Hamilton Helps I've never yeah. heard of Hamilton Helps. Hamilton Helps is still operating in town. Um, they, well, it's fortunate that you haven't heard of Hamilton Helps because you don't need it. <laughs> so to put it that way, oh, if you need it, you okay. know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's one of those things. If you need it, you know. And so, what kind um, of stuff do they do? Um, they help people who have housing issues. Um, maybe help with food utilities, any type of stuff like that. So you what kind of stuff did, to them. did you do f- with them? I did the fundraising so they would h- help have funds available to, to help people. So. Yeah. yeah. This was just a volunteer thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, so whatever I would, I think we might have done a murder mystery for them to hoagie sales, whatever could help raise money for. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite events here in Hamilton is National Night Out. And, and you play a big part in that. Am I right by saying that? Yes. So yes. tell me about it. How did that get started? What What is it that you do? Um, I am one of three on the committee right now. So there's just three of us that do organize the whole thing. Um, Captain Mark Forentino uh, went to Tricia at the Family Center and said, hey, you know, there's this event that is nationwide and we'd like to bring it to Hamilton. So she said, okay. She gave me a call. We sat down. At the time, Charlie Sabara was on the force, so he was part of our committee also. And the four of us sat down and said, okay, let's do it. What? What? Are you, so, oh, so it started with you. It oh, really yeah. started it with you It was Mark's guys. idea. Yep. It was, how, how many years in are we? We are on our ninth year. It's been nine years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been there for about three of them. Yep. And I love that event because, yeah. I, I don't know, it's the energy. The energy at that event with the... Uh, the, 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 the tug of war with mm-hmm. the police versus firemen. Right. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I, gen- I, I generally get a pretty long line by my wheel <laughs> at wheel, that event. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Always makes me feel good. Yep. <laughs> and, and we enjoy it because we like to have the local vendors come out, you know, promote your business, organizations, Kiwanis, Rotary, Lions, they're all out there. Um, it just brings the community together, which is what it's for. It's to, to open the lines of communication between the police department and the community to let them know, like, we were just regular people, too. Wait a you minute. So, so is that the actual mission? Like, there's a, a mission behind it? I, oh, I, don't, yeah, I never knew. Because I'm from New York City where it's just like there's always chaos. And, uh, you know, there might be events, but you just kind of walk past them or you go into them. But here, when an event happens, you know, you talk about it with your friends, you meet right. up there, you see all the people you know. I didn't realize that there's an actual mission to oh, National absolutely. Night Out. Yep. In Los Angeles, where there was a lot of um, gang stuff going on, that's, it was started there. We're like, okay, we need to do something here that shows this This is friend, something's friendly. So I think it started with, like, porch light, with the blue porch light. That, like, it started something small like that, and then they started having events, like, where the community would come out and say, we're here to support the police department. And, and do, besides the, the tug of war, not that there needs to be more, because that is a really fun thing to watch. 
Uh, is there, uh, just because I'm always volunteering there, so I can't really see mm-hmm. all the events that are going on. Even when the events are going on, usually I'm at the wheel. Right. So uh, are, are there other things that the police officers or the firemen do during this event? Or Yes. Well, we try to do something different every year. Um, like you said, we do the tug of war. We started that um, a couple years back. That was a, is that did, just you guys or is that like nationwide? No, that's just us. That's that's something Yo, we do, yeah, locally. Brilliant um, yeah. move. We try to do something different every year. Then we added the wing eating contest one year. I don't know if you saw that. No. Yeah. Is this every year? Yep. Well, we did it two years. Well, COVID, we couldn't do it. So we did it you know, like three years in a row. We did the wing eating contest. So that was pretty cool. Again, fire against police. Um, and so is this like hot wings or is this just regular wings no they're hot wings. oh they make them hot oh how dare you um, (laughs) i love that one year we did a bull riding that was wait a minute like a mechanical bull yes you brought in a mechanical bull yeah yeah that was fun did anyone actually do good well we again was a fire against police Uh um i think i think the fire won that year uh-huh. I think they won that year. You know, that was pretty cool. Based off what I know about the fire department and the police department, I'm guessing it gets pretty competitive. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you want to see lines? There was a line out there. The kids love that. We, we haven't had it back since because it's kind of pricey, you know, with the liability and everything. But um, the what, kids the, loved it. The wings? No, no, no. The bull riding. Oh, the bull riding. Sorry, I went back to the wings. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I guess what do you have to well, you have to pay like some kind of uh, insurance or like how does that work? Yeah, that's part of the rental. Um, I mean, like the bouncy houses and stuff like that. We have to pay for them to come in. Right, right. right. So we we like to have activities for the kids, activities for the family. Try to keep it like going all night long. You know, you've been there, so it's like something always going on. The chopper coming in, kids absolutely love that. The state trooper chopper comes in, yeah. lands, they love that. The wing eating, they, you, I usually I usually handle the appearances, so I get uh, the Phillies Fanatic, um, Swoop comes. What, I think our first year we had the um, Harlem Globetrotters. No way! Yeah, yeah we had the Harlem Globetrotters. Um, and they did their fun. tricks and all that mm-hmm. jazz? Yep, yep. I need to step out from the wheel every now and yes, then and make do. my rounds. Yeah. Like, you can't miss the helicopter. You can't miss the tug of war. I didn't realize there was so many other things yeah. going on. Yeah, we always, or sometimes we try to do a tribute. Like, one year we tri- did a tribute to um, the past, uh, the retired police officers. So we had all the re- retired police officers come back, and we honored them. Um, one year we did a, a, you're not allowed to do balloon releases anymore, but we did a balloon release on all the fallen officers uh, for that year. We did a blue balloon release. Is it illegal to do a balloon release? You no. can't do them. It's not environmentally uh, friendly anymore. Yeah, I know. Because they helium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we don't do that. Like when we did the noon on uh, New Year's Eve, we had to put, um, we put oatmeal in the balloon instead of confetti because it was environmentally friendly <laughs> <laughs> it worked Don't laugh. <laughs> it oatmeal worked. oatmeal yeah. okay the kids didn't know the difference so when when exactly is national night out i can't remember well it's primarily on a tuesday the first tuesday of in august um we be in hamilton we wrote to national and asked if we could do ours on a friday night only because so we're so close to other towns that we're doing it that it was hard to get vendors to come. Oh, that's so interesting. Right. So we, we have ours changed to the first Friday. Um, we do that, and we do, do the fireworks show. My husband does the fireworks. You so. do? Of course you do. Yeah, this guy. So, um, yeah, the same thing. We wanted fireworks. The first year, we didn't have a lot of money. We started with zero. We start with zero every year, but we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't know what to do. Were you able to do anything with, with no money? Because you guys year, we, we did a movie. We, we did a movie, like, on a like big, a, one an of those outside big... drive-in kind of thing. Um, one of the local businesses, I believe it was the Gazette, had sponsored it that year. Cool. And then I'm like, all right, we've got to do something bigger. So then I seen an ad in the paper that Pyrotechnico was looking for operators. And you can go to training at Great Adventure. So I'm like, so, I know who's So did you that. get, like, firework training? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yes. did the whole thing, huh? Yeah. So... He went and did that, and then he's been doing that ever since. I always and wonder what it's like being behind there with, like, 500. I mean, I know when I just light off one firework, I'm like, yeah, and run off. That, Sam. He'll put you on his crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say that because I'm a yes man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so there's a crew of usually three of them. Chris Privetera helps out, too. So, um, 
Yeah, so we, we, we're known for our fireworks show and, and all the entertainment, and we do pack that all in from 5 to 9 o'clock. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's four hours, and so much is happening over those right. four hours. Right. So... And the DJ, we always have a DJ with some pretty lively music going. Yeah, yeah, he usually gets on the mic, too, a mm-hmm. little bit, right? Yep, keeps things going. Local food vendors, food trucks come out. They're really popular. We have a, a whole dining area and... Oh, then, yes. I got something last time. I don't know. Maybe some weird cheesesteak creation. It was delicious, whatever it was. The one on the pretzel? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah that that sounds cool. about right. Mm, yeah. Making me hungry. <laughs> um, if you ever need any, I mean, I'm, I'm volunteering as it is, but like if the, you need any extra hands, you know, I'm here for you. Okay. Are there plans for, uh, do you have any ideas for the next one or just to keep keep on keeping on? or We start planning in March. Um, to have everything ready for August. So, yeah, we're going to go again. Um, we just do, we didn't do it one year because of COVID, um, but we, were, we only missed one year. So we did it again last yeah, year. Yeah, we did it last year. We did right it last blast. year. It was a little smaller. We did have some vendors who had already been booked, you know, because they were canceling at, at you know, during earlier in the year, and then they made commitments on the night that we had the event. But, um yeah, we, we reach out to everybody starting in March, and letters get mailed out. Trisha takes care of mailing out all the letters to the vendors, and then um, and we just pull it all together. We all we're like a well-oiled wheel. The three of us just have everything. We all know what we do, and we do it. And yeah, I'm a big fan of Trisha. She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, very cool. What what a great event you guys put on. I love that. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun night. So you uh you've you've earned yourself some awards. For your 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 work and your service to the community, yeah, very um, fortunate, very humbled. Let's talk about the Lions Club one because I actually yeah. I don't know if you know this I just recently became a lion. Oh, cool. Yeah, do you know Mike Villani? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm a, such a big fan of his. Yep. I had them on here the other day, Mike Villani and a couple other lions. First of all, Art and Carol, great people. Oh, you know, yeah, Absolutely. I had Art and Carol on here. Absolutely. How how cool are they? Very cool. Oh my gosh, the energy. They came in here so nervous. So like, what have I gotten ourselves what have we gotten ourselves into? And by the end they didn't want to leave. They were like going to start playing my arcade machines over here or something like they no, were just cool. so cool. They do a lot in the community too. They're very good people. I'm so good glad people. to be part of it. Because the thing is is like I always want to, you know, help out, you know, sometimes you just don't know what to do and right. sometimes charities you don't know where the money's going. Mm-hmm. The Lions Club just makes it all so easy. Right. Like That's, that's one club I have I received their award, but I, I was Kiwanis, Women's Civic, not homeschool. Yeah. yeah, you are you are truly, you would be a, a, such an asset to Lions. Like, that is right up your alley. What is Kiwanis? Is that, like, the same type of mission, or? Yeah, the Kiwanis Club meets on Tuesdays at Maplewood, and um, I was vice president there for a couple of years. Um, they do community stuff. Like, we redid the pavilion at the Hamilton Lake Park. The pavilion that's there, you, when you woke up, that first pavilion right there. Yeah, yeah. The little bandstand. Sure. Yeah, we redid that a couple of years back um, just so people could have different, ven- you know, we, bands. We had a couple bands play there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. Uh, so they, the Lions Club named you, hold on, <clears throat> Citizen of the Year. Yes. Citizen of the Year. Yes. I was very grateful. Very when was grateful. this? Do you remember, like, uh, how many years ago? 2019. Right 20, oh, it was COVID. very recent. Yeah, right before COVID. How did that? Oh, it's, did, but did you actually get the ceremony and celebration? Oh, yeah. uh, absolutely. Very nice ceremony. What was and that like? Wonderful people. Very humbling. Very, I was very appreciative. Did you? Did uh, not feel deserving, but very appreciative. You didn't feel deserving? If you no, don't I deserve, just, who exactly deserves? <laughs> I, was, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who was the president? Do you remember? The president of the Lions Club? Yeah, when, when you At got At the yours. time, it, I believe it was, might have been Joe Girallo, or maybe it was Mike. Maybe it was still Mike. Okay, Lyons. I didn't know Joe Girallo was president one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's been a Lion for years. That guy. Talk about a, 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 a heck of a guy. Yeah. The dude owns a Model T car. Yeah, I've known him. I won't kind of tell you how many years I've known him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have that. Uh, you also uh, volunteer of the year, 2014, at the uh, AC Drug Alliance. Yes. 
what exactly what were you doing for them um i am right now i'm the coordinator at the time trisha was the coordinator and i was a member um we provide prevention within the school district and to the community of hamilton information and prevention we're not um i know when people hear drug alliance we're not vigilantes we don't go get people <laughs> off the street um, you know so you have to go get in rehab that's not what we're there for um we provide programs at the school like Red Ribbon Week. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I we've might done, have. You know, we've done ice cream socials. That's what I did the New Year's Eve with, with Jamie for. Um, Jamie does that as well? Well, Jamie texted me about the New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. Oh, She's okay. not one of our members, but she knows that she can reach out to me because we are there to support the kids and the community and the families. So yeah. that's right. Um, we've done um, the 4th of July parade. Uh, I donated... Um, stuff for the 4th of July parade for the groovy kids to walk in the 4th of July parade. Um, but we do provide what kind of programs. We did um, story time with Santa. We, we switched. We had to be a little more creative. Um, so we used to do programs within the school system. But, you know, once COVID hit, blah, blah, everything had to change. Um, mm. But we still needed to reach these kids. Now they're home more. Some kids are home in difficult situations, and now they're home more in that difficult situation than having an outlet to go to school. Um, so we still wanted to do something that was for the families, but we couldn't get them together, you know, physically in one room. Right, that's so, we had to so do something. hard. Yeah, so that's where we came up with story time with Santa. So um, we have a little tiki-type bar in our backyard, um, and my husband here turned it into Santa's workshop. So we did... <laughs> Dude, this guy, his resume just keeps on building. No, he doesn't know how to say no to his wife. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we built a Santa shop back there, and um, a friend of mine was Santa, and he came in, and we read, read stories for th uh, three weeks in a row. And Town of Hamilton is great with us. We co-locate a lot of time with them, Channel 9, you know, getting things on access, uh, Channel 9. And they put it on TV every Wednesday in December. The kids got to watch it. This year, we wanted to add something else to it. So we did uh, Cooking with Christy at the Family Center. Santa did chocolate no chip cookies. No way. Yeah. They had Santa on Cooking with You know, I don't mean to show off or anything, but uh, I did Cooking with Christy. I saw you. You saw that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those kids are the best. Yep. Do you know her kids? Uh-huh. Yep. When I am around her kids... I just like feel the positive energy like hitting me in the face. Right. Those are some Definitely. special little ones. Yep, yep. And so is she. She's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When are you going to be on Cooking with Christy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I put everybody with, else up front. With all the things you know how to cook and bake? No, nah, I stay behind the scenes. All right. Yeah. 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 But we did Cooking with Santa. And then from that, I thought, okay, we're doing the chocolate chip cookies. Let's offer that as a kit, as a curbside pickup. So then people registered on um, online. And then we put kids together, and parents came by and picked it up. And that way, the kids could bake the chocolate chip cookies and then watch story time with Santa. So that still brought families together, doing stuff together without us having to bring them all in one place and to be, you know, COVID safe. You know, there might be some people listening to this and thinking like, she does all this stuff, and 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 I want to do things for my community. I, there, I, I know there's so many people, like I was saying before with the Lions Club, there's people out there who want to do special things, but they don't know how to go about doing it. They don't know how to, I don't know, reach out to the right people or, or sign up for the right program. Would you have any advice for those people? Like, how do you get yourself involved in, in a plethora of organizations and movements and, and uh, just volunteering opportunities? How do you what would you say to those people, how they could, how, how they could take those first steps in, in becoming such a, a wonderful asset to the community like you are? I would first say that no idea is a crazy idea. It's, most of my ideas are crazy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? So I'll just, you know. Husband saying, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> like story time with Santa. You know, I went downtown and I spoke to Channel 9, and I was like, hey, I got this idea, and I know you're going to think it's nuts, but what about, and they're like, I think it's going to work. Because we were all scrambling for something to do during COVID, you know? Mm, so if you I have an it. idea, just start talking to people. So start talking to people because there's some outlet somewhere that needs what you're offering. I love that. Too many people. My wife 
Lisa, I know you're going to be listening to this. She overthinks things. And well, what if this happens? And maybe this is a bad idea. I'm total opposite. I'm like, just go for it. Just go for it. Just go for it. If you fall on your face, whatever, you pick yourself up. Exactly. Dust yourself off and go on to the next. Right. I, I love that. And, and what's going to happen? You walk in, you ask somebody, they're either going to say yes or no. Yeah. That's all, what else are they, can they do to you? Yeah. That's all they can do. And they say no, all good. Yeah. On to yeah. the next. Right. And I'll tell you, volunteering in this town doing things from whatever, you know, whatever organization, whatever I'm looking for, it's very rare in this town that somebody tells me no. Not me, just just, just a giving town. You know, when you say I'm collecting for this or I'm, I'm doing this, just if you have an idea, go for it because this town wants to support. They want to support one another. They want to support the kids. They want to support whatever. It, it's nothing sounds like a crazy idea. I've, you know, doing the townwide yard sale. We do that twice a year. Um, you know, we did it once a year. We took it over. We did it once a year. Now we do it twice a year because people want it more. You know, there's there's always someone who will wants to support what you're putting out there. What do, what do you do for the townwide yard sale? Well, the townwide yard sale used to be um, ran by Main Street Hamilton. Um, and then they had stopped doing it. Um, I'm not sure what the reasoning was. How do people run a yard sale? Wouldn't it just be like everyone had said, hey, let's put our stuff out on the yards today? Well, like, it's more of a community thing. It's a town-wide yard sale. So um, there was a map involved, so you knew what um, addresses to go to and that type of thing. Um, so Gina Rollo called me from the Gazette, who knows I'm nuts. And she's, <laughs> she's like... <laughs> That's so crazy. I think she thinks I'm nuts, too. That's cool. So she's like... <laughs> I know you're going to say yes to this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, then I guess I have to say yes to it. Oh, my so, God. You're just like me. People hit me up all the time. Like, yeah, he's so, the yes guy. He'll, yeah, go, he'll do it. Do? Yeah. Have so, him dress up like an elf. Sure. You right. know, whatever. So then I called Trish on the phone, as you usually do, and say, hey, guess what? This is nuts, but how about we do this <laughs> together? And, okay, fine. So her and I do it together. And, you know, we work well together after being together for so many years. Um, so we took over the townwide yard sale. Um, one year we added a hoagie sale to it, which we collaborated with in Ferreras, Dottie Orlandini's. Wait, what did you collaborate on? A, a hoagie sale in a combination hoagie sale. with the in combination with the yard sale. Where where would you sell these hoagies? It in Ferreras. Oh, in Ferreras okay. would put the hoagies together for us. We did pick up there, so it's like okay, again during COVID, here's our yard sale. Here's the maps. This is where they're all located. Come by in Ferreras. We're going to be curbside. You pre-order your hoagies. Pick up your hoagie and then go have had it at your yard sale and you already have your lunch with you. Oh, and that man. supported the Family Center and the Drug Alliance. Oh, that's such a Hamilton thing. Yeah. I love that. You know, when, when, when I was going into your shop of that first year where I was feeling the rumors and, and this and that, I'll tell you, the next thing I noticed is what you said, and that is that the town is, is here for each other. It's, it's really a special thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I can tell you, I, I mean, there's... I very rarely had anybody say, get out of here. One day, we're not out. I've, I've never had that. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't you know? imagine that actually happening. Sure. No, I mean, of course you're going to get a not now, but can I help you in another way? There's never been a flat out no. It's always been, I can't do that, but I can do this. So there's always been, I, I've never had any anything, you know, flat out be no. Out of all the things that you've done. And I, I, I'm sure this makes you feel uncomfortable because you don't want to talk about yourself, but that's what we're doing here. Exactly. Out of all the things that you do for the town that you've done for children and uh, mentally disabled people, um, is there something that when you look back on it, you think to yourself, like, that's the one. That, that, that I am absolutely most proud of. That's the one that makes me feel good right here in my heart. You mean I... A fundraiser or just or in general. I, I mean, that's the thing is that you've done so much. Like, do you ever look back on like one thing as as the thing that you are most proud of? Um, I think, you know, some of the kids from the youth theater who came back to me later and let me know maybe they were going through something at the time that they didn't even tell me, and then they they came back later and thanked me for it for maybe just listening or. Um, being a part of it, um, I will tell you without mentioning any names because I will never do that. Um, there were um, there were boys in our group theater who had 
Asperger's. Yeah, yeah, Asperger's. I've had students with that. Who very much did not want to be on stage. Oh, I'm sure. Did not want to be on stage. And we put them on stage. (laughs) We did did exactly that. Oh, they must have been so nervous. Uh, They were. However, when we had opening night, their doctors and their nurses, from where they were getting services, came from Pennsylvania to see them at opening night. And after that, I had the grandma crying, the mom crying, the, the nurses, and we're like, oh. this doesn't happen. Oh. And we were like, yeah, it does. We, we just gave them. So we, we always talk yes. about that, like us as a group, all of us that were in charge during that time. And, and we, they did go into communication. So they that, went into that, communication. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that's yeah. so, so that, crazy. Yeah, that made me feel good. Oh, that's so wonderful. I want to share with you my uh, first year of teaching. Um, didn't know what I was doing, you know, like any first year teacher. I knew I wanted to make a difference and had no classroom management skills. You know, the kids all loved me. They thought I was cool, but they wouldn't respect me. (laughs) You know, they were loud and wild, but I had this one student named Brent. And for a first year teacher to have someone like Brent who had Asperger's, it was really a challenge. And so Brent was in sixth grade and he was reading on, I want to say a second grade level doing math on a second grade level. And I would work with him one-on-one every day, like trying really hard to take extra time with him. And finally, like I asked him, I was like, you know, Brent, you often seem really distracted during work. What are you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about? And he says, well, people are flicking me off. I said, what, what are you talking about, man? He says, you know, I just, I don't want to look over because people are giving me the middle finger. And I don't know why that was in his head. Maybe it happened once and it, it really, you know, who knows? You know, he has a different kind of thinking process than sure. uh, you and I. And so I went through some exercises with him. Instead of teaching him math, I was like, timed him. I'm like, all right, every five minutes, let's kind of look around and see who's flicking you off. Let's count how many people. I would make a joke out mm-hmm. of it, you know? Right. Like, oh, my God, zero. Right. There's some math right there, zero. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, And before you know it, he realized people weren't flicking him off anymore. And um, by the end of the year, he was on a sixth grade math level. Uh, I think reading was in fifth grade. And to this day, Brent still keeps in touch with me. He got his master's degree. Oh. He's a married man. Like this kid who had Asperger's that never, no one really believed in back then. Right. And, and like back to different learners live, learn it different. Yes. Something different, you know, out of the box. Yes. Always out of the box. Nobody's yes. nobody's in that square. Not right? a we, single person. Nope. People are so complex. And the school system, and I'm not like bashing Hamilton or anything, I'm just talking about school, public schools in general, they just, they put you in that room and like, mm-hmm. you better be on task because if you don't learn the multiplication, well, we're going to order of operations next. Exactly. And if, after that, it's the trigonometry. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's, it's like, but then you, you, you missed out on that multiplication lesson and it's all downhill exactly. from there. Right. So you think of it as, so you would have that metal block, like, oh, I'm bad at math. Yes. Are you bad at math or you just weren't creatively taught to do math? Like you said, you were creatively, you didn't want to look around the room because you knew something at one time had bad happen. Yeah. So you assumed it was all the time. But that was his, that's how he processed things. And, you know, you have to, everybody's different. Yeah. It's like they put up a a wall and then Mm -hmm. suddenly any math lessons, that wall is up and I'm not learning any of it. Right. You know, Brent, at the same time, he had really interesting skills. It's like he could listen to a song one time and memorize it. It was the coolest thing right. I've ever seen. He would he would play it one time. The next time he'd recite all the words. He could hear a hel- he was into helicopters and music. And so every now and then we'd be learning something and be like helicopter. Like I don't know, there's nothing there, Brent. Right. Wait a couple seconds. No nothing. And then all of a sudden, a few seconds later, I'm like, whoa, how did you hear that, man? So he had these amazing abilities. Mm-hmm. And yet just in school, he was just struggling. And, and then I guess after after whatever it is I did with him, which I'm very proud of, uh, he went on to flourish. And it, it, it's just such a wonderful yeah, thing. It just and takes I, one person. Right. That's it. Oh, you make me cry. a person that cares and is willing to do the hard work because that's another thing is a lot of people want to do the the quick easy work you know oh he's Mm -hmm. being bad put him in detention you know or or sit him down in a chair he's doing this let's just have him do that no i hate that word too 
What? When my son was in school and I would, we, you know, chaperone, you take the kids. It would always be like, okay, Mrs. Young's going to get the bad kids because she oh. can handle them. And I'm like, they're not bad. They're just not. I love the bad kids. You know, me too. I, I had most fun with them, you know? They're the they, ones who, if you do find a way to reach to them and harness their skills, they are the ones who end up being the leaders and absolutely. doing incredible things in the world because they've yep. got that drive and that personality. They just need someone like a Mary to be there and be like, hey, get on stage. You can do this. I'll take that BC student over a straight A student anytime. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, nothing against the straight A's. We love no, you no, guys no, too. No, no, no. What <laughs> but I'm just saying is not everybody fits in that box. Yes. Just because you're straight A doesn't mean you don't have an ability to do something else. Why are you not a teacher, Mary? <laughs> no. The world needs you in <laughs> no. the classroom. No. <laughs> you would be so no. fantastic. No. No, I'm good. <laughs> if you ever want to come here and just do a little speech about making <laughs> <Yeah>. peanut butter cups, <laughs> you let me know because my door is always open there to that. Cool. Yeah. Well, is there... I. Here's the thing about you is you do so much. Is there something I'm missing? I'm sure there's a million things. Anything else you want to mention? Nope. Just, you know, if you want to do something in this town, go for it. That's all. Just, you know. Got any future plans? Um, Actually, before I came here, yes, I did have an alliance meeting last night, and we did go through our calendar. So we're going to do the Santa shop thing again and the uh, reading with Santa and the cooking. And we got a couple of new things coming up. I did reach out to Jamie. Um. I'm going to talk with the town one day this week to see if we could do that New Year's Eve thing on a bigger scale. Um, you know, oh. To make it. So I did, you know, text her before I came here. So that's something that the two of us are planning on doing bigger. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told her, that when it comes to, like, planning these events and doing the behind-the-scenes stuff, I have zero skills. But when it comes to like going and putting on a little show or just uh, making activities or just. Now, we just said everyone has skills or something, so you can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is, is that if you need a goofball or anything there, I'm there to help with whatever you guys have. Okay, so now I have two of them. Yes, (laughs) yes, we got this, dude. A couple of goofball martial artists. There you go. Yeah, anytime I am there for you. All right, you know what this is. It's the chat pack time in which you will choose a couple a couple of these. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and point to one. You know what you point? I'll read it to you. Okay. That's usually how I do it. For some reason, I'm always interviewing people who need glasses. Yeah, old people. <laughs> what big ideas or dreams do you have right now that you would like to see come true someday? Wow. I'll say it again. So, (laughs) (laughs) what big dreams? No, no, I'm sorry. What big ideas? Because you are an ideas person. I don't know if anything's coming to you right now, but like I'm saying, you are an ideas person. So, what big ideas or dreams do you have right now that you would like to see come true someday? Locally, personally, all of it. Wow. (laughs) Well, this is the pillars of Hamilton. Okay. So, it, are there? Do you actually have dreams or, or or just ideas that you would like to see happen here in Hamilton one day? Yes. <laughs> There's one event that I thought would be really cool to have in Hamilton. I don't know. I'll probably butcher the name because I'm not. Good I don't one. speak French. Um, <laughs> in in Philly, they have that um, event where everyone dresses in white. And you don't know the location. It's called something French, like I said. Um, what? Yeah. You, everybody has to dress in white. You're not allowed to wear any other color. You have to wear white. And then it's a secret location. What? Only, yes. Only certain people are, are invited. Um, they have a guest list of two or 300. And then you just send out the invitations and say, show up here. You have to bring your table. You have to bring your chair. You can bring your food, whatever. And you have to, you know, all dress in white. And it's this big thing that everybody just fights to be invited to. And I always told my husband that it would be so cool for us to have that here, like, blue. Like, as a blueberry. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it would be cool. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> when you're done laughing, that's good. I'm laughing because <laughs> it's such a good idea. Yeah, so I'm not. Just, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing no, with no, no. you. So every time I see that, and they do it once a year, I always say, "Damn, God, that would be so cool to do that here." 
And he just looks at me and shakes his head. Oh, like, oh, no. Like he's doing now. Oh, I am on board with this. Yeah, so I just think it would be cool to just have, and like I said. And what do you do? Wait, you show up with your blue? You show bring up? a table like this, this size, card side table in your chairs, you know, table and clothes. table, cl- you bring everything with you. It's just like a pop-up, come on, party. party. Just bring your own food. That's so know? crazy. Yeah, just a pop-up thing. No, no, you know, you, I think you pay for the table. You pay for like the spot. You know, it's like a fundraiser, that type of thing. But Nothing, you don't have to provide any food, you don't have to provide anything, you just provide just the venue for people to be like, oh, I was part of that, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. That would be cool. Let's definitely put that out into the universe. Yep. A secret location. <laughs> I got a big yeah. yard, I'm just there saying. <laughs> yeah, I just think it would be cool. Oh, that's cool. Do you have any personal ones that uh, you want to share? Any big, big goals, dreams for yourself? We are both, uh, well, I... Closed the store because we had a 10-year plan. And, um, Is that why you closed the store? Yep. I was had. kind of afraid to ask you why. No, no, no. Um, hey, everything everything happens for a reason. Right. Um, yeah, we sure. had a 10-year plan, and we were at nine and a half, and then good old COVID came in. Um, we were doing a lot, you know, online and that type of thing. So we were like, what are we doing here? Like, are we going to try to get all this back up and running again? Or we're doing everything online now, so... You know, why don't we just stay here and we're going to be getting ready to retire now. He's got a couple, what do you got, 18 months left. Oh, so. man, home stretch. <laughs> so, yeah, he's retiring from the local 27 and um, we have a place in upstate New York. Um, so we want to spend more time there. So that's we were like, you know what, I'll do my online thing. That's what I'll do. I'll close the brick and mortar and then, you know. My so Chatter stuff. Baskets is still open, but it's just online? It's online, yep. New Jersey passed the uh, cottage law where you're allowed to cook at home. So I did that certification. and yeah, you can Oh, that was a law? You couldn't like sell things that you were cooking at home? You, exactly. And New Jersey was the only state that didn't have it, and they just of passed course, it. Of course, because New Jersey loves its laws. Exactly. So right. crazy. That's so another they, thing I learned when I moved here to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. my gosh. So so yeah, we we still do limited th- things online. Like just like just baskets. Like, um, choc- most of the chocolates. Oh, most of the chocolates. So I'll still do that online, and um, just you know, give me something to do while I'm waiting for him to finish. Retire it up. Stop climbing on buildings. What do you do? You're a fire. She metal worker. Oh wow. Yeah. Ooh, so that's some hard work. He's high pretty pretty much a lot. Yeah, this yeah. guy, martial arts and she, you got a tough guy here. Yeah, I do. I'm my bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Those are cool goals. Those are very cool goals. All right. One more. Hey. Okay. That that blue party. Okay. You, you know, it's if that's happening, you got to let me know, right? All right. Yeah, I will. You're I'll, in. I'll keep that location. You already volunteered. You're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your name's on the my kind list. kind of trouble I love. All right. One more. Here we go. Shaka doo. Oh. 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 Redo. Well. <laughs> Redo? <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell me. <clears throat> uh, you've done so many things, so uh, we'll see what you have to say here. If you could take any, any job for just one month, any job for just one month, what job would you like to have? And wait, now, don't give me the answer right away because you have to assume that you would have the skills and knowledge to perform adequately. So if you wanted to work on sheet metal, you can just jump right in and do it because you have those skills. Yeah, no. That's not it? <laughs> I am afraid of heights. <laughs> not going to happen. No. Yeah, so like if you just had the skills and you can just jump right in oh, and do it, like you can just do it trying to think for myself like it, it, any job in the world like i know i've always wanted it's to see crazy. what a police officer is like but there's also like other jobs that are pretty crazy like i don't know president of the united states <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd be cool i would not want to do that <laughs> no i don't know why anyone would want that job no uh-uh, that's too hard i don't know that's that's a hard one that's a real hard one uh, i don't know are you a, are you a reader no, I mean, I know how to read, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's scratch that last one then. I'll, I'll give one more and let's see if you have an answer okay. for it. Because I know you, you, you've you worked with kids. You're, mm-hmm. you're really good with kids and you care. 
So, you know, I don't know if you know this, but my wife and I made a, a show during COVID. Like, we had nothing to do. Like, we were stuck at home. So, we made the show called Blueberry Kids. Mm -hmm. yep. And I how do you it. know all these things? You're making me feel so good that you actually, yeah, you I just know everything. Oh, I watch it all. You, oh. I've even watched you on the third Thursdays with the art thing. I've watched all that, too. When you do this. You. Mary. You are making me feel no, no. I know exactly. <laughs> I just like, shocked. Talking about that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other bald guy. No, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just shocked that you know all these things. I'm so happy that you actually no, watch I, them. I, I like you knew. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. So we did Blueberry Kids. So here's my question to you: If a local TV station offered to let you host your very own kids show once a week, and I'll say, I'll, I'll revise, I'll, I'll, I'll revise that word. Maybe not even host, like make. Mm -hmm your own kid show once a week. What would the show be about? And if you want to answer this, who would star on the show? Probably a, like, kids say the darndest things kind of thing. Oh, you, know you would mean? do one of those. Because yeah, yeah. I think they did, like, kids are cool. You know what I mean? They... They come up with stuff like I could write a book exactly. that you would never read, of course. But I could write a book sure. of all the things I've heard over exactly. the years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what I would do. I don't know who I would get to host it, but probably somebody you know with a comedic twist to them. But probably not Bill Cosby, like the yeah. old host. No, 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 no pudding. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no pudding. Um, so yeah, it would, be, it would be something like that, you know, ask kids questions and see what their answers were. Yeah, and they'd yeah. get that public speaking thing and everyone would get some laughs. Exactly. I'd watch that. I'd yeah, watch that. It would be cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, before we get out of here, is there anyone out there in the world that you would like to give a shout out to? Just everybody in Hamilton that supports, you know, whatever is out there that make the community a better place. Yeah, there's quite a few of them, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. We're also talking to you, Jamie Willerman, if you're listening. We love you. Right on. All right, thank you so much for hey, doing this. It was a long you. time coming. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Right on. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mary. Mary.